Welcome back, everybody. This is Brad with the uh, Adult Bible Study Companion for Mount Washington Missionary Baptist Church, located at 530 Delania Drive in beautiful Mount Washington, Kentucky, 40057. Our Bible study classes are every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock and Wednesday nights. Uh, we have prayer service and Bible study starting at 630. Everyone is welcome, and we invite you to come out uh, whenever you have the opportunity to do so. Today we are going to be studying the in the 18th chapter of Genesis, and we have a couple of things here, a couple of major events that are going on in this chapter. And uh, basically it's split into two different halves, so we'll go ahead and uh, maybe we'll start out with a uh, just a little joke, because I like to see how much trouble I can get into. But uh, it's a favorite joke of mine. So, in any case, there is a uh, there's a cardinal. Let's just say he's from the Catholic Church, and he's a uh, he's walking around in the I guess the portico of the Vatican. He's on a smoke break. He's out there and he's got a cigarette puffing on it or whatever. And all of a sudden, he hears the trumpets sound, and he looks up to the sky, and he sees the clouds separating, and he sees Jesus coming back in all his glory. And immediately the cigarette hangs off his bottom lip and he goes, he spits his cigarette out and he starts shuffling in his big robe uh, across through the columns, opens up the big wooden doors and starts shuffling across the floor. He's trying to get somewhere pretty quick and he's shuffling and shuffling and shuffling, goes down a corridor, down the steps, goes through another hallway, opens up another set of doors, comes to another big hallway Gets to another set of doors. He's fumbling with the keys on his belt. Turns the keys in the lock. Opens it up. And there's a whole other group of uh, cardinals and workers in there. And he says, quick, everybody, look a busy, look a busy. So that's my one joke um, that I have for Sunday school. But um, basically the point of that is, what would you do if the Lord came by and visited you today? Uh, what would your reaction be? Well, luckily there is a point to that. We um, we get to see what Abram's Abraham's now is reaction to that is when the Lord comes by and visits him. And so we're going to start off the reading in the 18th chapter, and we'll just go from there. It says, "And the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of Mamre, and he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day." And he lift up his eyes and looked, and lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself toward the ground and said, My Lord, if now I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away, I pray thee, from thy servant. Let a little water, I pray thee, be fetched and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. And I will fetch a morsel of bread and comfort ye your hearts. And after that ye shall pass on. For therefore are ye come to your servant. And they said, So do as thou hast said. And so, as we, uh, that's, that's started stopping off in the fifth verse. And as we approach the very beginning of this chapter, it would appear as if Abraham is expecting somebody. Because he's waiting in the tent door in the heat of the day. Uh, doesn't necessarily seem like that would be the coolest place to sit, but he's... Uh, to me, it looks like he's expecting somebody to show up. Now, when we left off in the 17th chapter, he had just um, 
followed through on the on the edicts, if you'll have it, that the the Lord had given him. And now he's expecting somebody to show up. So I wonder why that would be. So as soon as he finds them, he runs out to meet them. And Abram is 99 years old at this point, almost 100 years old. And he's running out to meet uh, to meet them. And so I believe uh, that Abram, Abraham, sorry, I keep messing up, recognizes him people. I mean, he just uh, he had just talked to the Lord uh, not too long ago. So I believe that he recognizes who this is, and he immediately offers to be their servant. So uh, we will pick up from there, and in the sixth verse, and it says, And Abraham hastened into the tent unto Sarah, and said, Make ready quickly three measures of fine meal, knead it, and make cakes upon the hearth. And Abraham ran into the herd, and fetched a calf tender and good, and gave it unto a young man, and he hastened to dress it. And he took butter and milk and the calf which he had dressed, and he set it before them, and he stood by them under a tree, and they did eat. And they said unto him, Where is Sarah, thy wife? And he said, Behold, in the tent. Now, that's we're going to pause there. So these people obviously knew Abraham because they're asking about his wife. Um, another thing here to note um that Abra- Abraham and Sarah are not uh without means they they have 300 some odd servants and yet who is making the meal who is serving these uh it's, this says the lord so who is serving doing the serving at this point it's Abraham and Sarah themselves there's probably a lesson to be learned there. We'll discuss that as we get into Bible study. So picking back up in the ninth verse, it says, And they said unto him, Where is Sarah thy wife? And he said, Behold, in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah thy wife shall have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent door, which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age, and it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being old also? And the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I of a surety bear a child which am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed I will return unto thee, according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Then Sarah denied, saying, I laugh not, for she was afraid. And he said, Nay, but thou didst laugh. We'll pause there. So uh, Sarah overhears the Lord talking. And now in the 17th chapter, uh, the Lord had already told Abraham that in a year's time, I'll return and, um, and Sarah will have a son. And Abraham, I found it interesting had the same reaction that Sarah did. Don't you think? He said they both, they both laughed. Uh, and what was the purpose of Sarah's laughter? And, um, when she was caught laughing, it didn't say that she laughed out loud. It said that she laughed within herself or within her heart. And the Lord perceived that she did that. And then she denied it. But who did he rebuke 
when he perceived that Sarah had uh, had laughed and doubted, who did he rebuke? Um, and we'll leave it at, at that. But his response is, is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. And then Sarah denied laughing again in the 15th verse. But lest we think that uh, Sarah was just a doubter all the time, a measure of redemption can be found in the 11th chapter of Hebrews, the 11th verse. And I'll leave that for you to go read for yourself. But how was um, how was the birth of Sarah's son, Abraham and Sarah's son, Isaac, even possible? And it'll tell you there in the 11th chapter of Hebrews, the 11th verse, uh, the answer to Abraham and Sarah's prayer is the same answer to our prayer. It's the same thing for everybody. So uh, the 11th chapter of Hebrews will explain how it was even possible for her to have a son when it was physically impossible for her to do it. Okay, we will pick up again. Where did we leave off? Uh, In the 16th verse, and it says, And the men rose up from thence and looked toward Sodom, and Abraham went with them to bring them on the way. So now we're getting into the second half of the story. These men, God and uh, these two men, came with a purpose. Uh, and so they have two things to accomplish on this trip. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do? So he's having a question unto himself. So 17th verse again. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do? seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I know him, that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment, that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he hath spoken of him. And so the Lord is fixing to do something here in the second half of his journey, and he's having a dialogue with himself Shall he hide from Abraham the next part of his plan? But he decides to share it with him. Why does he do that? Yeah, so picking up in the 20th verse, it says, And the Lord said, Because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grievous, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it, which is coming to me. And if not, I will know. And the men turned their faces from thence and went toward Sodom. But Abraham stood yet before the Lord. Now, interestingly enough, if we remember back during the Tower of uh, Babel, and it said the Lord went down to inspect what the men were doing at at that point. Well, we have a similar instance here of the Lord's righteous judgment. He's coming to inspect for himself if it's as bad <laughs> as uh, everything uh as the cries are going up. And so he's being immensely fair and just here. But little do the men of Sodom know that the only thing standing between them and sudden judgment at this point is Abraham. So this may be one of the reasons that God shared with Abraham what he was going to be doing. But Abraham stands between Sodom and Gomorrah and destruction at this point. And so he starts to petition the Lord. And in the 23rd verse, it says, And Abraham drew near and said, Wilt thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? 
Peradventure there be fifty righteous within the city. Wilt thou also destroy and not spare the place for fifty righteous that are therein? That be far from thee to do after this manner, to slay the righteous with the wicked, and that the righteous should be as the wicked. That be far from thee. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? And the Lord said, If I find in Sodom fifty righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sakes. And Abraham answered and said, Behold, now I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord, which am but dust and ashes. Peradventure there shall lack five of the fifty righteous. Wilt thou destroy all the city for lack of five? And he said, If I find there forty and five, I will not destroy it. So that's the Lord talking there. And he said, If I find there forty and five, I will not destroy it. 29th verse. And he spake unto him yet again and said, Peradventure there shall be forty found there. And he said, I will not do it for forty's sake. And he said unto him, O let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak. Peradventure there shall thirty be found there. And he said, I will not do it if I find thirty there. And he said, Behold now, I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord. Peradventure there shall be twenty found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for twenty's sake. And he said, O let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak yet but this once. Peradventure ten shall be found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for ten's sake. And the Lord went his way as soon as, as soon as he had left communing with Abraham. And Abraham returned into his place. And so we see Abraham here standing up defending, or I won't say defending, but pleading with God for the residents of Sodom and Gomorrah. Why do you think he did that? I mean, he didn't exactly have great relations with them. He chose not to live there, yet one of his own family member lived there. So why do you think the, if you'll have it, the negotiation with God back and forth for Sodom and Gomorrah? Abraham chose to live outside of of that. He didn't want to be associated with everything that was going there, and yet he stands there pleading for their sakes. So why do you think that is? So the questions that we're going to leave off with here today in the 18th chapter of uh, Genesis, um, we'll just kind of go back and review. Uh, first part of the chapter said Abraham was expecting company. Do you agree with that or not? And uh, did he know who it was who was visit- visiting him that day? Um, why is it important to note that Abraham and Sarah were the ones who were actually doing the serving in this point? Why did Sarah laugh when she heard uh, God's promise? And what was God's response? And why did God rebuke Abraham and not Sarah at that point directly? But when he hears Sarah laugh in her heart, his response goes directly to Abraham. Why do you think that is? And as we get into the negotiation or the prayer that Abraham is having with God about Sodom and Gomorrah, Why did God even bother to share that plan with Abraham in the first place? So there you go. 18th chapter of Genesis. We're going to be getting into that in our Bible study in the next probably few lessons. So again, for those who can make it out, 530 Delania Drive every Sunday morning, 
10 o'clock every Wednesday night starting at 6.30. 5.30 Delania Drive, Mount Washington, Kentucky, 40057. We'd love to have you out. And we look forward to talking to you soon. God bless.